Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Give the Lord a better clap. How many of you, you have pledged allegiance to give all? All. Hallelujah. We will not just give our money. We will not just give our strength. But we will give all our lives. Hallelujah. To the Lord. Isn't it? Put your hands together again for the dancing stars, encounter dancing stars, for CPS, for the film stars, and for the choir. Hallelujah. Amen. You are welcome to the Fountain of Life Cathedral. I want you to welcome your neighbor to church and say, my neighbor, I'm happy to be with you. I'm happy to be sitting by you today. I promise you that you will not go back the same. We will not go back the same because the Lord has blessed us with an anointed pastor. So I want to encourage you, if you don't have an anointed pastor like I do, I want to encourage you to be in this family because the Lord has a plan for you today. Hallelujah. And today, I'm glad that she's here today with us. Our pastor is a very busy woman of the Lord. But today, she's here with us to bless us. I will sing to Thank you so much for your grace and your mercy that is with us. Thank you for each one who has come to visit with us as well. It is a blessing. Lord, we ask that your word will speak to each one of us today. Lord, you know where we stand and you know what we need. I pray, Lord, that you give it to each one of us. That when we leave here, we'll know that we have heard from you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Before you take your seat, find your Bible. Let's make our confession. You may not have heard it before, but you can join us this afternoon. And you want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. It's a pleasure to be here with you this afternoon. Uh, Yeah, it's afternoon. (laughs) Amen. And if this is your first time here or if you're not a regular attendee, I want to welcome you to the Fountain of Life Cathedral. And oh yeah, it's a good place to put your hands together and welcome every visitor. And I want to say to you that if you have not been going to church, you don't have a church that you're going to, I hope that you make your decision to stay with us, even as you have come here today. Hallelujah. Amen. And this afternoon, I'm sharing a short message with you. We are sorry this, the first service went over time. It was a special service. And so, but we're still going to share the word. Is that okay? There must always be time for the word. Hallelujah. You can sing and dance and act and do everything. 
but you must do the word also. And so today I'm going to share with you a message that I've entitled Choose. Choose. That's why I made us sing that song again. Because when you say, I pledge allegiance to the Lamb, you've made a choice. Yeah. You've made a choice that this is what I'm doing. And so you may be here today and you're here because you need to make a choice between something and something. What does it mean to choose something? It means that a number of options are there. You can do A or you can do B or you can do C, but you need to choose one of them. You need to choose one of them. And in this life, many things, many daytimes, we make choices every day. You chose what to have for breakfast this morning. Somebody cry, your eyes are closing because Charlie, the ampersier that you ate, it was a lot. <laughs> you could have eaten ampersier, you could have eaten rice, you could have drunk cocoa, you could have done what again for breakfast. Some, they say, oh, somewhat, Tom Brown. Uh-huh. But based on your choice. So if your neighbor is feeling sleepy, ask your neighbor that it was your choice. Perchance, are you one of the Banku people this morning? <laughs> you ate wache, and the wache is calling for water at this time. Oh, my, 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 my. But choosing is something that we do throughout our lives. We make choices all the time. Amen. Now, some choices, when you make them, the effect is immediate. Like this morning, you made a choice about what you were going to wear to church. And that it's an immediate effect. I'm sure someone has told you today that you're looking nice. But if they haven't told you, then please, I'm telling you from here that you are looking nice this morning. Uh-huh. It's an immediate effect. Right? The dress is nice, you know. What you are in is nice. Immediate effect. Now, the <laughs> oh, you didn't tell your neighbor they're looking nice. Oh, but you too, what kind of neighbor are you? Uh, you know, sometimes you were deciding, should I wear this one or this one? And you chose this one. It's nice. It's nice. Hallelujah. But you know, those choices that you make that the result is immediate, they are not as dangerous as the choices that you make that the result, you know, is far. Every choice has a consequence. Every choice has a result. But sometimes the result is not obvious. And sometimes the result can take a long time before you see it. I still have some of you young ones here. You have decided that you are stopping school. (laughs) That choice that you made, shall I go to school or shall I not go to school? It is a choice that is going to lead you into a lot of hardship. Yeah, but it's not now. Because right now, your mother cooks every day and you eat. But one day you will be the mother or you will be the father. Are you there? And some of you, your father didn't have the privilege of going to school. And because of that, he knows how he has sweated. So he's trying to pay diligently. Go to school, go to school. So he won't struggle like that. Then you wake up and say, I'm going again. That choice that you have made, if you are sitting next to him, ask the neighbor, are you, are you the one? Are you the one? Sometimes you have a job and you feel that, oh, the job is like this, like that. You make a decision. I won't do this job again. If you are a blind man, and make sure you are standing on a stone before you say, I'll stone you. Hey, are you there? Before you leave it, make sure that there's somewhere to go. Somebody left his job 10 years. (laughs) 10 years, he didn't get another one. Sometimes to the age at which you want to leave. You just take it like that, okay? I'm talking to somebody this morning, no? Now, at your age of 52, it's not easy. <laughs> not that you don't know the work. The age is what will count against you. So there are choices. And sometimes those choices have a consequence that is far. And when you cannot see it, you walk into a problem that you didn't quite expect to have. Sometimes they are going to get married and they tell you, not this one. And they cannot tell you why they are saying, not this one. Hey, a certain friend or somebody, I know him quite well. And when he was going to marry the woman's brother, he was, he, was, he was grown at the time. He was an older man, and she was also grown. And the woman's brother asked him a question. 
can you marry my sister? <laughs> Some questions when they ask you, you have to. <laughs> By two years, the man was running for his life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In fact, he told us after they separated that he was afraid for his life. Yeah, he was afraid. One day, he went back to go and visit the woman's family head because the man had been very good to him. When he went, that's when he heard that he was number five. That she had ma <laughs> she'll marry, then she'll collect your property. Then we go break up. Then she'll marry, then she'll collect your property. Then we go break up. She'll marry you, collect your property. Go break up, marry you, collect. Hey! And when she started to maneuver to collect his property, he saw it and he did something. And that's why he had to run for his life. Hey! Because somebody asked him what the person was trying to say. Choose well. This is my sister you have chosen. <laughs> this morning I'm coming to read to you a scripture. Now, when you woke up this morning, you didn't read your Bible. So please, let us read. Let's go to Luke chapter 15. I'm reading from verse 11. Where Jesus was telling us a story. He said a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my portion of the goods that followed to me. And he divided unto them his living. You know, for us in Ghana, there's a strange one. But sometimes a father can give his, the inheritance early for various reasons. Are you there? Let's continue. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And when he would have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said, said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Hallelujah. This story is actually a story of a young man's choices. Some choices that he made at a certain time of his life, just as you are making choices every day. He made a choice one day to ask for his inheritance. Sounds odd to us because usually we wait till the person is passed before we ask for the inheritance. But occasionally... I know somebody who asked for it because he was trying to set up his law firm and he needed the money and his father had no problem with it. You need it now. Are you there? So this father too, okay, no problem. He gave the guy his inheritance. However, when he gave it to him, the scripture says that after a few days, you see, a few days later, he looked and realized that, hey, it was a lot of it also. Share one house, Trasaco Valley, another house in the ridge at the ridge, Kumasi, another one at uh, where East Legon, another one Hilltop, another one at Ahojo, and then some money in the bank. I mean, generally, life is good. <laughs> and at that point, he made another choice, and the choice was to leave his father and to walk away. And there are some of us who are like that, you know. When things are not so easy, you know God. But as you grow and life begins to get better, you forget. You decide that God has no part in your life. And that's why there are many of us, you, every Sunday you were in church when you were a child. Now that you have grown small, and the Lord has dashed you small hair, 
and a few muscles and a little height and you're looking good and the ladies like you and they just walk away or you used to look like a little witch hey used to look like something 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 but now that you have grown you know when you were going to school they were cutting your hair now the hair is coming your shape has come People are now whistling at you in the street, telling you they are nice. You suddenly wonder, what do I even need this God for? This man turned away. And the Bible says that he gathered everything and took his journey into a far country. Why did he go far? It was another choice. That where I am going, nobody can talk my matter. And there are some of you, nobody can advise you, nobody can talk to you. Hey, if we attempt, hmm. uh, can you ask your uh, please? Is it, is it you they are talking? Please, if you are sitting by a grown up, don't ask that question. <laughs> yeah, but now where you have reached, the guy decided that I've collected my life. Nobody can talk to me. You have come to have your, your choice is very, very, very expensive. The Bible says it is better. To be a poor and wise child than an old and foolish king who can no longer be advised. Yeah, because it's a very dangerous choice to be somewhere where no one can speak to you. You, we may not know it. You know, when you look at us, we all look so respectable. Can you please tell your neighbor that they are looking very respectable? But what you don't know is that you are looking respectable because in several areas of your life, the Lord has chalked you. Do you understand when I say chalk? It's like you would have gone overboard, but he has put something there that stops you from going overboard. You don't know who you really are. In nations where there is war, that's when some people discover that they are killers. Yeah, because now there's a war, so there's no law, there's no chalk. I think you get what I'm trying to say when I say chalk. There's nothing to brace you. And under those circumstances, they discover that they are killers. And they wake up. Yeah. Rwanda is one of the ones that comes ready to mind. People were there walking around. My neighbor, we are chatting together. Before you know, when the person has arrived in your house with a couple of eyes, you, he's killing. What has happened? He never knew he was a killer. But now the thing that was bracing him so that he won't kill is gone. Out comes the cutlass. Are you there? With the braces gone, with the chocks gone, with the brackets gone, with the things that God places in your life to keep you under control gone, the young man himself now came properly. We are now about to see who he really is. You know, as you sit here this afternoon, I want you to think, who am I really? Who am I really? Really, really? If I was to be lifted out of Kumase and sent to a country that nobody knows me, what would I do? With enough money to pay for myself and to rent the five-star, a suit in a five-star hotel, and I can take care of myself and do whatever I want, I can be here. Who really am I? <laughs> and that's why, take me to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. That's why the scripture says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. When you are young, you suddenly discover that, son, I am powerful and there are things I can do. <laughs> are you in the church this afternoon? Yeah. Please, Russell, sing my song for me. There's a song that Bernice wrote. It, it was just yesterday. You were, you were a baby. But so soon you were Change it to the key you are comfortable in. And hey, hold on, hold on. Let him get his deep right. Because some of you, as I'm talking, you are not listening. So I'm going to give it to you in a song. Just touch for them, they'll catch you. Hey. 
Somebody needs your song today. And before you know it, you've become a lady or a man with children too. Then your health and strength begins to fail you. And you say, now what shall I do? Because the days and years you may have wasted Maybe memories hunting you. So you see, my brother, life is so short. It passes so quickly, and soon it's gone. You just have one life to live on. So remember your Creator while you have breath. So you see, my brother. Life is so short. Your neighbor, the song is written to you. So the song is and soon is gone. You just have one life to live on. So remember your creator while you have breath. Give us the second verse. With love one says mm. tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow comes, but it may be gone. To tell you your friend has left you in sorrow Then your worlds come crashing down Life is just like a little flower Today is here, tomorrow is gone So don't just chase after riches and power Cause they'll fail you when time is gone so you see, my brother, life is so short. It passes so quickly, and soon it's gone. You just have one life to live on. So remember your Creator while you have breath. So you see, so you see, my brother, life is so short. It passes so quickly, and soon it's gone. You just have one life to live on. So remember your creator while you Oh, yes. Remember your creator while you have breath. The scripture says, while the evil days come not, there is a day that is called an evil day. So before that day, remember your creator. It goes on to say, no, the years draw nigh. It means you begin to age. You know, as I'm standing here, I'm looking at some of you. When I met you, you had hair. Now you have none. I met you just a few years ago. Hey. Some of you, when I met you, you didn't have children. Today, they are calling you Father. Uh, Ajiman, say amen because now there are two. There are two. Yeah. Time passes, so it's not a joke at all. Yeah. I want you to look at your neighbor if you can see one white hair or two. Because I knew some people, all their hair was black. Now I'm seeing one, 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 one white inside. One of my pastors, if he jokes, he doesn't shave for four days. All the beard is white. Yeah. <laughs> She said, those days they are talking about are coming. Another verse in Ecclesiastes says that when even the teeth are tired, the gnashes are finished. It says, and you have no pleasure in them. Remember him. Let's move on with our story. Because this young guy, he thought how things were is how it's going to be. You know, please take us back to Luke 15 quickly. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? So that was his first choice. First, I'm choosing to ask for my inheritance. Second, I'm choosing to go far when nobody can talk to me. That was his second choice. He's here to make a third choice. Remember that it's not all the choices that you see it now. So his third choice was to spend everything. <laughs> Are you there? Take us to verse 13, Massa. Take us to verse 13. Look at it. It says, he wasted his substance. He wasted it. So it's not just that he used it, but he wasted it. He spent it on what was not important and what was not necessary. 
He wasted it. But he says he wasted his substance. What is your substance? Your substance is what God has given to you to make good in life. It's a benefit. The Bible says that faith is a substance. And God gives you a substance to do something with. Yeah. Are you here? When he made you beautiful, he did not make you beautiful so that you become a vulnerable mattress to people. That's not why he made you beautiful. When he made you wealthy, he did not make you wealthy so that you just use your wealth to do silly things. I'm talking to somebody this morning. It was a substance you were supposed to use for the days to come. And a substance you were supposed to use to do well in his kingdom. And a substance you were supposed to, to use so that others will also benefit of you. Do you think he gave it to you alone for you? Come on now. I like asking people the question. If somebody was to bring you one million dollars, who likes? Me too, I like. Good, good, good. Somebody has put up two hands. Yes. Can I even add your legs? Yes, we all like. But if they gave you the one million dollars with conditions, the condition is that you cannot use any of it on anybody. So if you buy a car with it, you alone will sit inside. If you buy a house, you can only live alone. If you, you see, someone is asking me, that was the point. Do you still want the one million? I thought you said if you get one million, you like. I said, so can you see that one million dollars without others in it? It's not even nice. You don't even want it. That substance God gave to you was supposed to be a blessing to others to enrich your life. You're just wasting it. Just wasting it. Are you there? That face that you have, if you used it to talk to somebody about Jesus, they will hear you right now. Right now, in case you don't know, beautiful girls are more easily believed than ugly ones. You see, you hmm. <laughs> listen, it is that why do you think there's a naked woman dancing on the advert for water? What has the water got to do? What has the water got to do with the naked woman? They just realized that if we can put one beautiful face, even if she doesn't have sense, you just put one beautiful person here, the people will buy the water. Then they'll come and put another one. She's modeling on the car. She cannot drive. She does not know the difference between a battery and a brake. She doesn't know anything. But if she can just be made to sit on the bonnet, hey, Charlie, people will buy the car. Yeah. Instead of you to use it for the kingdom of God. Because there are some guys, if another guy goes to preach, they will never believe it. They will never receive Christ. But when some lady with the nice voice goes to talk, they will now hear. Now their ears are open. And you young man with your nice self, what do you think God gave you all that strength for? You have just been using it to shout when Man City wins uh, whatever league. That's all you know how to do with that voice of yours and that body of yours. Hey. Can you tell your neighbor that they are talking your matter? When you look at the, the waste, the waste in the system, God gave you a good brain for you to use it to do things. Look at you walking around, foolish boy, foolish girl. I won't go to school again eh? because my teacher has shouted. What is wrong with you? Those who kill me are the ones you have been spending your whole day in the uh, soccer bed. I think we we are going to pray that angels will find you there. On your way home, may everything be stolen. And when you go the next time, may it be stolen again. Ah! (laughs) Hey! I'm talking to somebody. Some people, God has given you time. You're just wasting it. You have a good business acumen. You're just wasting it. Doing nothing. That's how this boy was. The Bible says that he wasted his substance. And how did he waste it? He wasted it with riotous living. Some of you, the friends that you have, you, they must exit from your life. 
Yeah. There are some friends, the friends who are with you, they chop everything. They should exit. You were smart and wise until you met them. Mm. Am I talking to somebody this morning, this afternoon? Yeah. Tell your neighbor that I'm changing, I'm changing. He wasted everything. You see, I've been a pastor of young people for a very long time. And I see the level of waste. You know, you came from a good home, but you've wasted it. Nadia, you're just anything from anywhere walking around. Please ask your is it you they are talking to? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Yeah. Waste. As you've come to church this Sunday, you better not fall asleep where you are sitting. You're about to waste that small time. You, well, you don't go to church. You have just managed to come to church just because you wanted to make somebody be happy. Please, God is talking to you. Don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Mm. And the pastor was talking about, no, the Holy Spirit is talking to you. I don't know who you are, I tell you. <laughs> My eyes too are not very good, so I can't even see your face well. So, <laughs> so if I was going to preach about you, you won't be able to stand it. You can be sure that's the Holy Ghost talking. But let's continue with our story and see what this young man was doing in verse 14. In verse 14, the first consequence has arisen. The Bible says in verse 14 that there arose a mighty famine. This famine, it represents the things that we cannot control that happen. And it happens to the good ones of us and the bad ones of us. And there's some women. I mean, there are some things they just happen. It's not because of anything. That's life. So life had brought a famine. This guy was in the middle of it. Now, because of what he had done, are you here? The problem is not with the famine. That's not the problem. After all, Isaac in the book of Genesis was in a country when there was famine and the Lord said, stay there and he prospered. But this guy now, because of what he had done, the, the choices he had made, it says he began to be in want. There are some of us here this afternoon, you are in want because you took a choice some time ago that you were going to move away from God, that you were going to delete God from your life, or that you're going to make him less important than he was supposed to be. And when you do that, and then the famine comes, you don't have what you should have to go through the famine. And the Bible says, he began to be in want. Sometimes, God orchestrates these things. He allows these things to happen so that when it happens, his hope is that you will remember that I once knew God. You will remember that I used to pray. You will remember that God is there. Am I talking to somebody this afternoon? He's hoping you turn around. Let's see what our young man did. And please, when we are preaching in this church, you don't stay on your phone watching Facebook and answering WhatsApp. Verse 15. What did he do? He has made another choice. But his choice was not for God. His choice was... Ah, we are reading it. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And what happened? The person has now taught him how to feed pigs, but not only to feed pigs. As he's feeding the pigs, he has now begun to desire pig food. Oh, verse 16, ah, I'm not making any of this there. Please, this verse, take us to the New Living Translation. Now, young kind of modern English, so that you see. Look at it. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeling the, feeding the pigs looked good to him. You see, a time can come in your life when Satan has brought you so low down that what is even nasty to people is nice to you. Mm. Are you there? Have you not seen somebody with a guy before you wonder that? that? <laughs> Have you not some, seen some guy with some guy wondering that? Ah, what are you thinking about? Are you there? The guy is now desiring pig's food. I mean, you came from a house where there's proper food to eat. 
Even those who are not the, the sons and daughters, those who are the servants, they had some to eat. And now you have joined yourself, you have added yourself to somebody. I'm talking to somebody here this afternoon. You used to know God. You turned your back on him and now you have joined yourself to somebody who is taking you to other places. Now you drink, uh, you don't even know where you are lying. You have smoked the ganja. We are not even sure if your mind is still working. Hey. You have slept with girls. Ah, your heart is even threatened. <laughs> and it's not a joke. I know somebody 25 years old. He had a heart attack. Yeah. Because the girls, it was four or five a day. The doctor told him, your body is not meant for that. Am I talking to somebody in the house? This boy came from a proper house, but look at what has happened to him. You used to know God, and you left him. Now look at what has happened to you. Hey. Yes. Can you ask your neighbor, please, is it you they are talking to? How did a rich man's son come to be longing to eat the food of pigs? I don't think you understand it well, though. How many of you in this church, you have dogs in your house? Can I see your hand? Dogs, you have dogs, you own a dog. Yeah. Do you feed the dog? You know, you feed the dog. Yeah. Have you seen the food you are giving to the dog? Do you know that the food you give to a dog is usually better than the food you give to a pig? Ah, is it not? Kwesi didn't eat and everything. You put it, some bones are inside, some, I mean, if the dog is lucky, you even make, get some food for it, make some food. Yeah. But pig food, pig's food, anything goes, everything goes. Sometimes what is even spot? When you see them walking around the village, hey, everything goes. It's, it's, oh, Bola is not the worst. If you don't take care, sometimes the graves of children, they dig them up. And they eat the carcass. Yeah. You leave them, and those of you who go free-ranging, to go to the loo. And come there the next day. They have eaten it. Very hmm. some way. The, the, the nastiness in the gutter. They go and eat it. That's pig's food. And they grow on it, oh, by the way. <laughs> they still grow. That's why if you are somebody who eats pork, you must be careful where you buy it. Buy from somebody who doesn't release them to. If they release them to go out, they are tell you. Then you are eating somebody's poopoo reprocessed. You are eating something that got reprocessed. Hey! Are you understanding what I'm saying? Just buy from those who keep them until, yeah, they slaughter. But somebody who releases it to go, dear. Hey! I'm talking to somebody this morning. This guy is now desiring pig's feed. Consequence number two. And no one gave him anything. No one gave him anything. That's the... <laughs> Quick loan, I'm not giving it to you. You're going to pay back. Yeah. Are you here? No one gave him anything. When you are walking with the Lord and he's about to bless you, it's always somebody who gives you. Always. Always. When you are coming to pay an offering, we say, oh, as you are putting the offering in, we pray a prayer, Lord, turn it around, multiply it. Do you, does the thing drop from heaven? No. It's always from somebody. When you are there saying that, oh, some momo came on my phone, I'm not even sure. Is it an angel who was press pressing the thing? Star 170, star, enter. That's not hash, enter. No, it's a human being. Yeah. But here is this guy. Now he has come to the place where nobody, maybe you don't understand how low that is. Have you not seen that even naked madmen walking around, somebody gives them something? Ah, I'm asking you a question. Do you know that many of them have a place to eat? Oh. Hey, I'm not enjoying your faces this afternoon. You just go. The next time you are passing your watch, just perch and watch. You will see that the guy, he'll come and he'll stand somewhere. And then you see a small child come with. It's from the watch seller. 
every day. She just believes that God will bless her if she does something. The guy, he's out of his mind. When you give him trousers, he will eventually remove it, put it down. Somebody will give him another. Is it true or is it not true? So even a madman who cannot even really take care of anything, he's getting something from somebody, but this guy who had turned his back on the father and wasted his living, he got nothing. And that is why they are believing there are people who are living in this world and nobody is giving you anything. It's a story we are reading. I'm just telling you about choices. Because of your choices. Not because of anything. Then you be there and say that, eh, it was God who has done. And God does not like me. What was it they were telling me today? Say somebody says that God has not been fair to him. He said God has not done him anything. I said, ah. ah. So that our children who are struggling to pay their fees, what should they say? Who are struggling to eat, even they have not gotten up to say that God is not fair. <laughs> Look, pray to God eh, that when your stomach is full, you don't talk nonsense. <laughs> hey, I'm talking to someone today. This boy reached this point, but let's continue with the story. Verse 17 says, When he finally came to his senses, you know, sometimes you can be walking around doing things, making decisions. Senna, Edambo, Nawuni. I didn't say it. The scripture is not what it says. If it says he came to his senses, what does it mean about what he did before? He like, was out of his senses. Tell your neighbor, it's not every madness that we used to walk around, strip, we strip ourselves. Of. No. Sometimes the choice that you make is a sign that your head is not there. Have you not seen somebody going to marry somebody and you wonder that this guy cried? Or you have not seen it before? Or this girl cried? What is it? Charlie, love has made her. Hey! But this afternoon, I'm believing God that if perchance Something has made you made wrong choices that your, your mind will come back home. You've been away from God long enough. Life has become difficult enough. Suddenly this guy said, ah, I don't have to be in this situation. I come from somewhere. Ask your neighbor, where do you come from? Where do you come from? You know, I always tell my children, today they are grown, but I used to tell them, I said, don't do anything foolish. Don't do anything foolish. But if you do, come home. Come home. Come home. Ask your neighbor, where are you from? If you do something, if you have made a mistake, don't continue in the mistake. Don't go to a friend with the mistake. Because when you go to the friend, the friend knows. The way you don't have sense, that's how the friend who doesn't have sense. Yeah, always. They will now lead you into trouble. Bring the mistake home. This afternoon, Jesus is talking to somebody. He says, bring it home. Return home. Maybe you had forgotten. You thought that you could do it. You thought you could do without him. You thought he didn't matter. But today, you can see that where you are standing is not where you should be. Return. Return home. And the Bible says that he came to his senses. He said, ah, I'm sitting here. Struggling with pigs for food. But even the servant, even the bolaman in my father's house, even the person nobody greets in the house is eating proper food. And I'm dying here. Please, this afternoon, have just one plea. Please, don't die. Don't die. If you're going to die, go back home. Go back home. Die there. Die there. It's different dying at home and dying in the street. They are two different things. There are two different things. Recently, three trains in India collided. 250 people died. 
People knew that their people were on the trains. They came for them. When they finished coming for them, 80 people, 80 bodies, 80 bodies were there. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they are coming from. You may think it doesn't matter how a person is buried, but it matters. If it did not matter, Satan would not have been contending for the body of Abraham, of Moses. He would not have been fighting for it. 80 people. So if even you are going to die, please return home. Return home. Return home. You came from somewhere. Jesus paid a price for you. The price is already settled. There is no need to live as if you are an orphan. Return home. There is no need to live as if you don't come from anywhere. Return home. There is no need to live as though no one cares for you. Return home. Return home. And this boy, when he made his plan to go home, he said, I'll go and tell them that, please, the way I've messed up, I'm not even a son, let me be a servant. But when he arrived, he didn't even get home. Not knowing that every day, his father was opening the window and looking. Is he coming? Is he coming? Is he coming? This afternoon, the eyes of Jesus are here, and he's looking. Is he coming? Is she coming? Will she answer today? I've sent her this message. I've sent him this message. But today, will he hear? Today, will he come? And the Bible says that when the father saw him, the father took off like a bullet, started running to go and bring him. This afternoon, you may not see them, but angels are running to just say to you, please, today, dear, whatever you have been doing, don't continue doing it today. That resisting you have been resisting, don't resist it today. Today, return home. Whether it is your first time or you used to believe and you went away, Today is your day. Return home. Return home. Make a choice today. And the choice is Jesus. The one who has paid everything already. You have a choice today. Pay yourself. Or receive the one that has been paid for. You have a choice today. Life or death is your choice. Heaven, hell is your choice. Doing well, not doing well is your choice. Wasting your substance, using your substance is your choice. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. And as you rise to your feet, I want you to think to yourself. Just play for me. Just play the strings there. Yeah. Remember your creator. Just play it. As you are here, I want you to consider somebody you've fallen a long way. It's time to come back home. It's time to come back home. Maybe you even came with the friends who have led you astray. This afternoon, I want you to take a step away from them and return home. Return home. Every head bowed this afternoon. Every eye closed. I want you to say, I'm remembering my creator. The father is just waiting for you to say, I accept the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. I receive him as my Lord and Savior. That's all he needs to hear from you. And it's enough to write your name in the book of life. This afternoon, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. You are here, you are saying, I need this Jesus. I need to go back to Jesus. Oh, I've never done it before, but today I want to just give my life to him for the first time. If that is you, just lift up your right hand where you are. Just lift up your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands all over the place. I see your hands. Please, let the ashes and pastors help you. Just come to me. Just come. We're going to pray together. It was just yesterday you were a baby but so soon you were broke
So you see, my brother, life is so life short. Is too short. Yes, is so you don't know when next so you have this opportunity. Just you join them and come. You may be young, you may be old. Join them and come. While you have breath. Oh, yes. So you see, my brother, life is so short. Pass is so quickly. Oh, it's so over so quickly. Gone. Just come. You just, just have come. Let us pray together. So you're standing in front here with me this afternoon. I want to pray. I want you to pray, but I want to lead you in the prayer. But make it your prayer and mean it as your prayer. And if you're standing in the congregation, just join us and support us so we don't feel alone. You want to pray and say, Lord Jesus. I want you to mean it. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please, wash me from my sin. Cleanse me. Please write my name in your book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior and you are my Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Father, I thank you for each one coming back to you, returning to say, Father, I have need of you. Lord, as you lay hold of them today, may they never slip out of your hands again. In the mighty name of Jesus, and all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. With all of me, I want to praise you. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.